You're listening to The Big Show with Russick and Rose on the official home of your Calgary Flames, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. Hour number two. It's The Big Show, Russick and Rose, Sportsnet 960 The Fan. The bottom of the hour, your chance to win Flames Kings tickets tonight down at the Dome. We've been talking about the Jacob Markstrom save from Saturday night. Name that save. 960, 960, name and location. Or if you call in, I'm not going to lie, you got a better chance of winning the tickets if you call in. Name the save Jacob Markster made on Saturday night to win Flames and Kings tickets tonight at the Dome. Also, uh, Flames victory song. Keep those rolling in as well. 960, 960, name and location. But man, uh, what an incredible day in the National Football League yesterday, especially that game between the Vikings and the Bills. To talk about the NFL, Charles Davis NFL analyst for CBS Sports joining us here on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline. Charles, good morning. How are you? I'm doing well. Good morning to both of you. And a quick question just yes. to make sure I'm, I'm all caught up and, okay. and, and I continue to learn and expand my mind. Okay. Does this Calgary Stampede Corral still exist? And if so, what is it used for? And if not, what did they turn it into? Parking lot? What? They have just knocked it down uh, in the course of the last year or two, and they are doing an expansion to the BMO Center, which is a big conference kind of center right by the Saddle Dome now. So that's in construction, and hopefully it'll be done in the near future for the next Stampede, but we shall see. Thank you. Appreciate it. Got you. You know, because... Because going back, you know, I remember when they played there, yeah. when the Flames played there. So, you know, it's just one of those things. And I have to admit, if you know, I was just fascinated by the name, truthfully, you know, and, and coming to you live from the Calgary Stampede Corral, and I was like, that's kind of cool, yet we're having an ice hockey game here. Well, they would you know, do... Registration of horses and everything else, and instead, you know, Landy McDonald's, you know, beard mustache were front and center. So it was a little different. <laughs> Yeah, it was the Stampede Corral with all the rodeo events. It was Stampede Wrestling yep. in the Corral. And then it was of the course. Flames at the time. I believe it would have been the Flames. And they had like very high boards that you couldn't really jump over properly. And the glass was weird. And you could smoke still. Like, it, yeah, it was a lot of fun. I actually called three Hitman games there, WHL junior hockey games, um, right before they knocked it down. They, they opened it up for a few events to kind of reminisce a little kind bit of, kind of say goodbye to it yeah kind of, exactly kind of, kind of one of those deals yeah and they wore that a whole bunch of old jerseys cool. and stuff so yeah it was pretty sweet that is pretty neat all right thank you sorry about it. I didn't no mean problem. To knock us off track well, but i'm always trying to learn a little bit more well charles it's when the san jose sharks got into the nhl in the early 90s they played at the cow palace oh i remember that well yeah. i remember it well and you remember as you guys know um the, the 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 Islanders couldn't figure out where the heck they wanted to play. Yeah, mm-hmm. and they were playing in Brooklyn, and they still had some games at the Nassau Coliseum, and you know, and the one in Brooklyn, the Iceway, they couldn't quite fit it in, you know, the right way, and I mean, just you know, just a mess. And I'm like, you're an NHL franchise, you should never be playing in a place that you can't have it accommodate the normal. It just shouldn't be that way. Absolutely. And you remember the Tampa Bay Lightning when they first started? They had the same issue. I think they were playing in the same in the tropic. What was then the Tropicana Dome? Yeah, the big Petersburg. dome. Yep, they yep. absolutely and were. That was and that was and that was screwy as well. Yeah. So anyway, uh, and while we're down this road, um, Charles, the Raptors started off at Rogers Center, the Sky Dome. 
Oh, Remember that? Now, when and, they were, when they were playing, could you get the hotel room and watch them? You play absolutely well could. Blue Jays? And they beat Michael Jordan and those Bulls that year, the Last Dance Bulls. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, and and was it the baseball game that people forgot to draw the shades when they were having? A oh yeah, that happens a lot there, um, Charles. <laughs> when they were having some relations. <laughs> yes. At, at this point, at this point, is it happening by accident or are people just exhibitionists and going for it? Well, I would, I would, I would probably say it's uh, it's the um, latter on that one, <laughs> Charles. <laughs> I would probably say it's the latter. Um, I know you were doing the Texans and Giants game uh, yesterday. I'm sure yeah. you saw the highlights of the Bills and Vikings game. I, oh, I just oh, how could you not? Oh, of course. As finish as we as we finished up, we were in the booth, and one of my colleagues, Jose, said, "Dude, you are missing the craziest ending." And he was so excited that he got it wrong. He just said, "The Vikings just won." I said, "They did." I said, that game seemed to be in control. He goes, no, they just won. The Bills, Bills had a snap deep in their own territory, fumbled it in the end zone, Vikings recovered and won. He was so excited he didn't realize it was still tied. I mean, not tied, but they'd gone ahead and that, that Buffalo stuck one more shot. And they got it, kicked the field goal, even though it was a controversial play with Gabe Davis, as we know. That should have been reviewed, wasn't reviewed. Kicked the field goal, went into overtime, and then the Vikings won in an OT with some incredible plays. Uh, cousins to Justin Jefferson. All right, the one throw that Kirk Cousins made, I thought it was just a phenomenal. I trust my receiver. I put it in a good spot, and just just Jefferson came down with the one that took him inside. I think the five. Yeah. The one before, where he closed his eyes and threw it, <laughs> that felt like a turkey. That felt like a turkey bowl throw, with you know you know the person who doesn't really play, yeah. and you're like, hey, give him a play, yeah. and they just heave it. Yeah. And somehow the right person catches it. So it was amazing. Uh, if I would have told you, Charles, we've been doing this for a few weeks now. If I would have told you even five weeks ago when we started our show here and you jumped on with us yeah. that the Bills would be in third place in the AFC East after 10 weeks, you would have said what? I would have said we're all crazy. I would have <laughs> said you're crazy for posing the question. That's first and foremost, and, and we will be getting you help. No, no, no worry about that, by the way. And by the way, I will pay for it. All right, no, no issues because nice you, you know I like you. And then the second thing I would have, I probably would have said was, I can't believe you even asked me that question. I would not, I will not dignify it with a response. Mm-hmm. So guess what? I'm paying for the therapy for you and me. We're both going to the couch. Did not, no, no one saw this coming. Like no. who, who really seriously saw this coming? There's no way you could. And for me, it's not just the fact that that has happened but how it has happened because Josh Allen, since the first half ended against green Bay on a, on a Monday night, or was it a Sunday night? A few, yeah, Sunday night, I think a couple weeks ago, he has not been Josh Allen and it's not the injury that happened at the end of the giants game. He wasn't very good. I mean, uh, in the jets game, he wasn't very good throughout the jets game. Now I can absolve him quote unquote of at least one of the interceptions in that game. Because I, I think I know how routes are supposed to be run. And he got fooled by his tight end on one. He thought he was going to the sideline. He broke it upfield, allowed to pick. The second one, I can't really tell who was in the wrong, quote-unquote. Did he know where to throw it? Does Gabe Davis have gone the wrong route? I tend to lean towards the quarterback, typically, mm-hmm. <laughs> because no one knows playbook better than they do. But, you know, okay, so that's two there. But it wasn't just those two interceptions, even if you absolve him. He just wasn't on point, wasn't as sharp as he has been. 
And maybe he set such a high bar that we expect him to be perfect all the time. So I have to be careful of that part too, because Josh Allen is, is phenomenal when he's on his game. But it happened again yesterday. I mean, the interceptions can't take a snap in their own, you know, near their own end zone. Right. Can't take a snap. Now, was that the center? Was it him? But it doesn't matter. I know they run out of gun a lot. Most people do. And I will tell you, I work college all-star games, senior bowl, east-west, all that every year. Every year now in the last, I'm going to say, guys, minimum of last 10 years, I will have at least one scout, coach someone, typically the coach from one of the teams say, yeah, had another quarterback who really didn't know how to take a snap from center. Because they all tell you, coach, I haven't done that like ever now. Like in Pop Warner, everything's out of gun. So just the basics that we grew up with aren't there. And in key pressure situations, it can show up. And it did, unfortunately, the worst possible time for Buffalo yesterday. So Josh hasn't been quite as sharp, even though I cannot believe he played. I thought he was going to be out at least a couple of weeks with the arm. And he played and and threw the ball just fine. But they're not on point on offense, not as detailed. And that's why we're talking about them in third place. Although, I will go the next step. When it's all said and done, do we believe they'll stay in third place? I do not. I do believe when it's all said and done, they ascend to the top of the East. Has these high-profile losses by the Bills maybe potentially cost him the MVP? Oh, without question. And without question. And, and, and you know, it's still too early. <laughs> and I just sure. did Joey Tribbiani ear quotes from friends. It's too <laughs> early. And I don't know if I'm using them correctly. <laughs> but we do talk about this stuff all the time. We do talk about who's leading, who's not. It's like, it's like the Heisman Trophy in the States. You know, we start a Heisman Trophy poll from week one, and it's kind of crazy, but we do follow it and track it. I Right now, he has fallen off on that pace. Like, he was right there, front and center. If you had stopped the voting three weeks ago, he might he likely would have won the thing. He was right in that spot. Now he is clearly behind a, at least Patrick Mahomes, and I would say a few others at this stage. Well, let's stay in the division as well. Uh, the Dolphins moved to 7-0 and when Tua plays, but the other thing that I really felt was evident in that game is Bradley Chubb getting more comfortable on the defense and it was making life very difficult for Jacoby Brissett. Is is the sky the limit for the Dolphins if some of these key players can stay healthy the rest of the way? It is, but remember, it's got to be tempered a little bit by one thing. When they brought in Bradley Chubb, it was to complement and elevate, right? Mm-hmm. Because they also had in place Emmanuel Agba, who's been a very consistent performer for the last five years that no one talks about. He's always a threat for double-digit sacks. And Jalen Phillips, the second-year player out of UCLA, who was so great as a rookie and continues to be better. So now you had the three-person you know, rotation going. And in passing situations, one of them would kick inside, likely Agba. And work in over the guards and the te- you know over the guards, and then you have Phillips and and and, and Quinn coming off the I mean, um, yeah, coming off the ed- not Quinn uh, Chubb mm-hmm. coming off the edge. Yeah, Quinn Quinn got traded elsewhere. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> that was what you were looking at. Unfortunately, yesterday, what happened? Manuel Agba got hurt, gone for the rest of the year. Mm. So instead of that three person that you're sending at Josh Allen in key situations, you're back to the two person. So that tells you, one, terrific that you picked him up because now you lost one, but you kept one. 
But that three-person deal that you were sending to Josh Allen that you were really excited about, that's not there now, and that's unfortunate for them. The Raiders fall to the Indianapolis Colts and at home as well uh, after Derek Carr got very emotional speaking to the media. Um, I, I guess you know we can talk about Jeff Saturday and the Colts and, and getting the win, but this feels like much more of an indictment on the Vegas Raiders and, and what they are this season, really underwhelming a lot of projections that people thought that they could be a real solid team earlier in the offseason. Yeah, I mean, the Jeff Saturday thing, we're going to have to evaluate it after, over time. Yeah, mm-hmm. It really shouldn't be a surprise to anyone that the Colts came together, played pretty well in the first game, because these people are professionals, and they're tired of getting kicked around in the media too. You know, And, and, and let's, let's say that the team got together. I don't know they got together and pulled the Canute Rockney and we're going to win one for the Gipper thing. All right? Okay, hey, mm-hmm. we got a new coach. We love him. We're going to win for him. I don't think that was it. But I don't think that they're anti-Jeff Saturday either. I just think the locker room looked at each other and said, you know something, we should be better than what we are. And let's go play. And putting Matt Ryan back at quarterback was a terrific move. Um, Obviously, it had to have the owner's blessing because I'm pretty sure he was the one who pulled the plug in the first place, even before Frank Reich lost his job. So that happened. He came back. You know, they played better. The defense has been fairly good all year long, fairly good to really good at different times. So they played well. Now you flip it over back to your original question. It is an indictment on the Raiders who were a playoff team last year, who, you know, once again, you're back to the guys that you, that they played for and played hard for down the stretch. You could have kept Rich Passaccia could still be your head coach, right? Mike Mayock could still be your GM, whether you want to believe, you know, whether you want to blame him for certain drafts, whether you want to put it on John Gruden, who had final authority on all drafts, even though Mike was the GM in any event, Let's just, let's just put Basaccia in there. They played really hard for Rich Basaccia last year. They played for him. They enjoyed it. You make a change, you understand why. Josh McDaniels has a proven track record as a tremendous offensive coordinator. It's a second go-round as a head coach. There's nothing wrong with that. Bill Belichick got a second go-round as a head coach. It seemed to work out pretty well. Mm-hmm. So, you know, those things happen. But you look at this season, and you just can't really put your finger on why. You know, I'm not sitting here saying they were a juggernaut to start the year, but the idea that it was a two wins for the season, I don't think any of us saw that, especially when they had Devontae Adams to, to, to your running, I mean, to your throwing attack. Josh Jacobs is back looking like the, the, the young runner he was when he first came out of Alabama. You know, they, they improved the offensive line. The defense they improved with some moves with Chandler Jones and some others. I just can't put my finger on that one at all. The AFC West, as we started the season, we all were fired up about. Now we kind of avert our eyes overall, <laughs> Kansas City, and maybe the Chargers are involved. And the Chargers are a 5-4 and four team that doesn't feel like a 5-4 and four team to me. Charles, what the hell happened to the Dallas Cowboys last night in Green Bay? It's 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 going to be one of the most trite answers, and you may cross the border and find me and beat me senseless, and I would have to go, yeah, I understand it. It's the NFL, mm. and that's the best way I can put it. There are times when 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 things just kind of you walk into the wrong place at the wrong time. Green Bay on a five game losing skid that never should have been five. Some of those were very understandable. Others never should have gotten there all the attention, all the time. They they needed this one in a desperate way. 
desperate because obviously the Vikings are running away with the division, but they want to be a factor in any type of wild card. They've got to get on a run, and they got to get on a run right now. Mike McCarthy and Aaron Rodgers, all that conversation. And they went and hugged it out in pregame just to kind of show everybody we're good, even though I'm not sure anybody believes it. <laughs> Everybody's like, yeah, okay. And then they hugged it out at the end just to confirm it for us. But I do think that over time, some of those feelings do dissipate, and you remember the good stuff. And both of them had some really good times with each other and with their team and, and winning games, including a Super Bowl. But it just kind of felt like yesterday. It's just one of those Green Bay had to have, had to absolutely have it. Mm-hmm. And they got it. Charles, I don't know and if this... look at this. Real, real quick. Yeah. Christian Watson. Remember at the end of the game, guys, his numbers were pretty good, right? Yeah. Four catches, three for touchdowns, over 100 yards. How many drops? Yeah. I mean, you watch that game? Yeah, he he had that Drop. famous one against the Drop. Vikings early on in the season too. The one where he was wide you know, open. And then and I'm sure Aaron was like, Are you kidding me? Yeah. But what's your alternative? And part of that is right. as young receivers, you have to go through that. And Aaron knows as a, a quarterback, if I just decide I'm never throwing to him again now, I will get nothing down the road. So you have to just work your way through it. And to his credit, talk about Christian Watson. He did make the bigger catches when he needed to later, which was nice to see for him. Uh, Charles, I know it was a battle of backups in uh, Los Angeles between the Cardinals and the Rams. I don't know if this is too hot takey, but uh, is it just me? I'm sure you saw some of the game. The Cardinals looked a lot more organized offensively with Colt McCoy at quarterback. Uh, is that just an indictment of Kyler Murray? Because I didn't see the yelling at the sideline. I thought the game management was a lot better. I thought the offense just ran a little smoother. And for a guy who's been in that system for so many years in college and now in the pros, still you know, still making mistakes that they shouldn't be making, I just thought their offense ran a lot smoother yesterday in Los Angeles against a Rams team that kind of needed that win yesterday. Yeah, I don't think you're wrong about that at all. I, I think we'd need a bigger sample of course but it's not a surprise it's not a surprise either in, in for these reasons personalities are different Colt McCoy and Kyler Murray now if Kyler Murray and the Cardinals were what what is their record now four and four and six right is that for their fourth win four and six if you flip around they're six and four at the minimum Kyler Murray's personality is fiery leader right as opposed to what the heck is going on over there all right um so the, 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 the him and him and Cliff Kingsbury getting into it. We don't we don't really take Tom Brady to task when he gets into it with his OCs on the sidelines and the whole thing. We're like, hey, everybody wants to win. Look at them because they've been winning games. When you're losing games, now it's disorganized, it's dysfunctional, it's all of those things. And some of that may be true, but we put a different face on it based on your record, based on your track record, based on how you've been before. So that's part of what's going on with Kyler Murray with Cliff Kingsbury and their record in the Cardinals. Cole McCoy's personality is different. He's also a veteran who's been through all this before. There's a calmness that comes with him. There's a professionalism that comes with him. And we got to see that on display yesterday. Remember, he got hurt in the third quarter and was able to bounce back. Mm -hmm. And I think that the team needed that. They needed that calming kind of atmosphere around them. Because let's be honest about it. We're not there, but we don't have to be there to know that things have been a little volatile in the desert in the last four or five weeks. Charles Davis, NFL analyst for CBS Sports. Charles, always a pleasure. We'll talk next week. Thanks a lot, guys. I appreciate you educating me, okay? I may come with no problem. questions as we go along. Uh, All no, right? Knowledge is power. Uh, we love it. Uh, we'll talk yeah. soon. Thanks, pal. Knowledge is power.
All right, be good, guys. Uh, there he goes, Charles Davis on the Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar guest hotline, brought to you by Atlas Pizza and Sports Bar, 14-time Consumer Choice Award winner for takeout or delivery. Call 403-248-3344 or dine in at Atlas Pizza, 6060 Memorial Drive, Northeast. Um, Cowboys just gagged that away yesterday, and I want to believe in the Cowboys. I really do. And C.D. Lamb had his first 100-yard game in forever yesterday, and the offense looked good. They, it's a lot more explosive with Tony Pollard, but the fourth down call was was an iffy one in overtime. Maybe you go for it, but the penalties killed them in overtime because Mike McCarthy really wanted that win yesterday in Green Bay against his former team. And all of a sudden, Green Bay, would you be surprised if they can sneak into a wild card when it's all said and done? Because that defense stepped up and made some big plays yesterday, a couple interceptions of Dak Prescott. But would you be shocked if the Packers got into a wild card spot? Because I wouldn't. Not really. As I kind of take a quick peek at the standings here, like the thing is, the division that they play in is, you know, by the record, it's it's the best division in the national in the NFC. Mm, the question is, how are those games against the Giants going to go? Because if I'm not mistaken, they've got at least one more against the Giants to come later on in the season. But you look around the rest of the okay, Minnesota's probably going to win their division, and yes, Dallas should be better than that win against Green Bay probably seals that there. I could see them certainly getting into a wild card spot. I think they're good enough. They're starting to get healthy. They got all those playmakers on defense. I could certainly see a, a world where Mike McCarthy and his Cowboys can get into the playoffs. I don't think they're going to win that division. You know, the Eagles are undefeated. They'll probably remain that way after the, after tonight, but I could see them getting in. Uh, sure. It's going to be an interesting game tonight. Eagles and uh, commanders, commies, comrades, however you want to call them. Um, and, and they're plucky with Tyler uh, Taylor Henneke as quarterback, so it'll be interesting. I like them plus the points tonight. But uh, we'll talk about the NFL Big Bet segment. Uh, don't listen to me because I've been awful. But I was pretty good on the show yesterday. Uh, straight ahead, uh, your chance to win Flames-Kings tickets down at the Dome tonight. That Jacob Markstrom save on Saturday night, name it for us. Be calling, you got a better chance at winning tickets. 403-240-4444. We'll, we'll open up the phone lines. But first, after the break, mm-hmm. uh, the World Cup is on the horizon. Well, here, let's call Audible here. Do you want to do the Flames tickets first and get the th- and then do the Soccer Simplified for Soccer Simpletons? Yeah, let's, to wrap up the hour. Yeah, let's do that right before okay. we hit eight o'clock. Okay, and our chat with Rick. Okay, give us a call 403-240-4444. Your chance to win Flames Kings tickets. Name the Markstrom save from Saturday night and shoot us a text on the text line nine sixty nine sixty. Name and location. It's all straight ahead. It's the Big Show. Russick and Rose. Sportsnet nine sixty. The Fan. It's the Big Show. Russick and Rose. Sportsnet nine sixty. The Fan coming to you live from the Doug Lacey Basement Systems. Studio. Wait. Um. What? Right, what? What do you mean? Programming wait? note. Hold on. I got to see. Got to see. Huh? This great lineup that Patty Dumont put together. Uh, going deep with Donovan Bennett premieres today. Unfortunately, no Big Show replay at oh, nine o'clock. Oh no. Womp womp womp. <laughs> yeah, we. Uh, I think as a collective, I don't want to speak for you guys because you're, you're all. Your own personalities, your own men here on the show, but thank, thank the sweet baby Jesus. We don't have to do a big show replay anymore at nine o'clock. Yeah, I didn't like listening to it on the way home. 
uh, didn't didn't need the personal audit on the way home. Like you lived it. No, so then yeah, you didn't have to here. do it again. Yeah, and honestly, a lot of times I go, I that wasn't that good. Now you're like, oh no, <laughs> got to step up my game Whoa, here. Is that what that sounded like? I got to step up my game Ooh. here. Uh, <laughs> we got to hear what your game is to win. Uh, Flames Kings tickets tonight down at the Dome, six thirty start. Uh, the Jacob Markstrom save was incredible mm-hmm. on Saturday night. Can we play uh, some of the Jacob Marstrom save? Can I get the Punjabi call, please, of the uh, Jacob Marstrom oh, save? Was so good. Which was fantastic. Jacob Markstrom, two pad stack. Yeah, uh, there was an okay. We, we got to play Derek's call. I don't want to. I don't want to offend He's, Derek. He had He's a good voice. call. He had a really good yeah, call. Play Derek's call too. Safely robbed by Markstrom. Oh my goodness! What a save by Jacob Markstrom on Mark Shifley. You'll well, see that one on the highlight reels. You absolutely and. Well, while we're could've, at it, could have caught it with his glove hand, I guess. He could have. Uh, Rick Ball's joining us. Uh, NHL on Sportsnet, play by play, straight ahead at eight o'clock. Play, play Rick's call too. Yeah. Oh, Chant by Markstrom. Pass across Stryker. Stop by Markstrom. Does a cartwheel and makes the save. And the Flames clear the zone. I'm speechless. How did that step? I just can't believe this save. I can't wait to see it. There's Connor on center. Yeah, Greg. Uh, Greg Millen, being a former goaltender, uh, was definitely loving that save. From Jacob Markstrom. And it's not like it was some plug shooting the puck. That was Mark Shifley in search of his 10th goal of the season in just, I think, their 14th game of the year. That was the guy who's putting the puck in the net this season to the start. The biscuit in the basket? Yeah, the biscuit's been in the basket a few times. And, and like you hear that play, like we got someone who texted it in and we're like, well, if Markstrom was uh, in actual position, it would have just hit him in oh the shoulder. Kick rocks. You. First off, you can hear in all three calls that Markstrom has to make a poke check. Could you imagine living your life like that? That's a hard way to live. <laughs> yeah. Like, gosh, getting out yeah. of bed must be some sort of struggle. He's out of position. All right. Okay. All right. All right, Kevin Woodley, slow Why, down <laughs> there. It's like, slow down. Kevin would have loved that. Yeah, thing. of course. It's not technical, but Kevin would have loved that. Yeah. Um, we want we want to hear your name. Uh, want, we'll hear your name. Tell um, us your name. Yeah, we just want to tell. I want to hear your name. All of you. Hear it. Uh, tell us your name. 403-240-4444. Your chance to win Flames Kings tickets tonight down at the Dome. Name that Markstrom save from Saturday night on the text line as well. 960-960. Name and location. I got my two here. Uh-huh. I got uh, Marky Markstrom in the stack pad bunch. Mm-hmm. That's not very good. Mm-hmm. I do like Stacky McPack. Pad, that's so hard to say. Stacky McPad stack. Stacky McPad stack with Bodie McBugface. Yeah, I like that's the one yeah, that yeah, just yeah. made me snicker. It's a fun one. You said the Swedish turbines? The Swedish the Swedish windmill. <laughs> oh, Swedish yeah. windmill. It's because they are uh, very rare, far yeah. and few between. Uh, and, and boy, when you see them, trust me, George, if you're ever in Sweden, they're striking. And you're just wandering the countryside and you come across one of those beautiful, turbines. beautiful Swedish. Windmills, mm-hmm. you'll just be in. They're breathtaking. Moments of bliss. Did Patty Dumas come up with one? No. Okay. <laughs> I just said starfish, and I was like, Oh, eh. that's right. Yeah, it was Not good. Uh, just. Mm. You didn't really starfish, though. <laughs> no, I didn't. Um, the what text line texts are just firing in right now. Nine sixty nine sixty. Yeah, yeah. You also you always have a better chance uh, when you call in on the phone line we love here. When you call in, yeah, at four zero three two four zero. 4444. Let's get to the old telephone line here. 
Uh, let's start things off with uh, Sean. 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 Uh, Sean, good morning. Uh, name that Markstrom save for us. All right. So uh, Markstrom, Markstrom's save, I would name the, the Stromboli. He just got Strombolied. Can Can you? Why? Oh, why? Because it's Mark Strom, and so it's Strombolied. Hmm. All right. Hey, my son line. were Trouble kicking that good. one around, but my son had one. Is it okay if he says it? Sure. Okay. What's your son's name? Rowan. Rowan. What's going on, pal? Uh, nothing much. You? Well, you know, just hosting a radio show. Uh, by the way, Rowan, uh, you want some life advice? Sure. Don't get into radio. Okay, no. what's what's the save? What's the save? Uh, uh, the roly-poly olied. Okay. All right. Hang on yeah. the line, Sean and Rowan. Okay. Hang on the line. Uh, see, you're... You're talking at my heartstrings. You got the you got your son on there. Yeah, on the radio. Actually, a nice I actually one. like that. Yeah, Roly poly. Yeah, that's a reference. You know, Pappy. It's pretty good. Gizmo. All those people that were in that show. Uh, I do Michael like it. Michael Sarah voiced Gizmo. Did he? The more you know. That's amazing. No way. Um, let's get back to the phone lines here. Four zero three two four zero forty four forty four. Let's get to Todd. Uh, Todd. Good morning. Name that Markstrom save for us. I would have to call it the Swedish Dominator because it was exactly what Dominic Hasek used to do. Mm, okay. Hang I on like the line, that. Todd. I like it. You're piquing my interest. All right. Hang on the line. Good job. The Swedish okay. Dominator. Oh, we just cut him off. That's fine. Not that. You don't like that one? I like that one a lot. The Swedish Dominator. Yeah. yeah. Hasek used to do that all the time, flopping around his net. Um, my favorite thing with Hasek too was he used to deflect the puck with his helmet, but he wore like a, a player's bucket with yeah, a cage on it. Yeah, and, and it's the, like maybe the, you shouldn't be doing that, Dom. The big neck protector thing. Yeah, uh, he was so incredible. He was unstoppable, yeah. unbeatable at times. Yeah, especially in national play. Yeah, not um, bad. Pretty good goalie. Four zero three two four zero forty four forty four on the phone line here. Uh, let's get to Kevin. Um, Kevin, good morning. Name that Markstrom save for us. Kev? Hey, Kevin. Kev? No, I don't, I don't think Alex has him up. Mm. Hey, I'm here. Hey, 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 Kevin. Good Kev, morning. Hey. Kev, Kev, Kev. Good morning. What's up, bro? Good morning. I like morning. your energy. I like your energy, Thank Kevin. You. I like the cut like of your jib. What's a jib? Right. Okay, what do you got? Pads up, stacked up, saved. I'm loving it. Mm, okay. Well, some sort of a McDonald's reference. Can you do there, that one more time for us, Kevin? Pads up, stacked up, saved. I'm loving it. I'm loving it. Okay, hang mm-hmm. on the line. Not bad. Yeah. All right. Stacked up, stacked up. I do like Kevin's enthusiasm. So his sing-song attitude. I like his energy. I do like that. Um, Cass. Let's get to Cass here. Cass, good morning. Can you name the marks from Save for us? Good morning, gentlemen. I sure can. That's the uh, the Mac'em Stack'em sort of a mm-hmm. McDonald's thing, eh? Yeah, I can. think it's... I think it's a beauty. Okay, the Mackem Stackem. Mm. Hey, Cass, have you ever done the move where you put the hash brown into your egg McMuffin? You know what? I've heard so many stories about this, and I've, I've yet to try it. I'm honestly a little bit scared. Mm. Okay, um, Cass, not. I gotta say, maybe today's the day you live a little bit. I'm loving it. Maybe. All right, yeah. on the line. Thanks for the call, pal. It's a good play. Yeah, you know, they just sell that. It's called yeah. just a farmer's sandwich. Farmers are at Tim Hortons, but I think I, I like the, the uh, product. By the way, McDonald's. McDonald's and Tim Hortons, if you're listening, 
you, you, you know where it's at to sponsor the big show. Uh, Jeff. Um, I'm loving it. Good morning, Jeff. Um, give give us the name for the Markstrom save on Saturday night. This is corny as hell, but Marky the cat. And I'm only saying that mm-hmm. because of uh, Felix the cat. That's a Felix the cat move. Okay. Hang on the line, Jeff. Thanks. I don't mind corny. Listen, my, our, our entire... <laughs> Our entire show is based on corny. Oh, big like time! That's, yeah, we live there. Yeah, I live there. By the way, uh, now now you now you've done this. You, you had to open this can of worms. To me, uh, I yeah, I have some takes. I I will take to my grave. Yeah. To me, the best name for a cat ever, and this is undisputable. Okay. Well, there's two. Boots is number. Boots is number two. I do like boots. But number one is Mister Purrington. <laughs> Mr. Purrington is the best. I actually especially did a poll if you make question. him like the fifth or the sixth. Yeah, uh, Mr. Purrington. I actually did that during the pandemic on on my, oh. my other place, the radio station. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The 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 crown jewel of sports radio in this country. I just sent out a poll that was retweeted, <laughs> and we talked about it. That if Mr. Purrington's a great name for a cat, but it is Mr. Purrington is a great name for a cat. Do you, do you, do you, do you got some? Do you got some on the text line here? I got a few on the text okay, line that I, that, I, that I really they did will, they like. They will give away the tickets. What do you like? Yep. Um, where is the, where was the fish one that we had here? Um, are you looking on? Where are you looking right now? Are you looking on meeting words? I I had mine right here, but okay. all of us here it is. The dirty salmon strikes again from Dawson. I like that uh, he's flopping around in the crease. Okay, and I just kind of like the idea of uh, the dirty salmon striking again. Okay. Um, Staxi pad <laughs> from uh, CN in yeah. Calgary. I liked uh, the IKEA tumbler. You know, oh. I, I feel like you have to work the Swedish in here somehow. I do like that. And you know, I, I believe I like the Trey Kroner. I did like the Trey Kroner as well. It's another one that's very good. Yeah, but it I, was like, a three crown save. My goodness. Yeah, I guess. Um, Bob bells, from Sundance, uh, the hummingbird save. Mm. Ryan from Calgary, the Marky McTwist. <laughs> yeah, McTwist. Yeah. I like the ones that you brought up as far as working his name into it. I, I like the like. Yeah, I think I think you have to. Uh, the Swedish stack and swipe from Brock in Calgary. It's not bad. Um, Blair uh, from Airdrie. Airdrie, sorry. Um, Turtle power. Markstrom and a half shell. Okay. Nice. All right. We, we got to give these tickets away. Vader Kavarn, which bad. means windmill in, in Swedish. Uh, well, Swedish. I think we'll do some of the, the, the Flames victory songs mm-hmm. after Rick Ball. Okay. Yeah. I like that as well. I also want to get to uh, Soccer Simplified for Soccer Simpletons. We have to. Straight ahead here. Uh, let's let's, put, uh, let's put, put Kevin back on the line. Hey, Kevin. Kevin, you still there? Kev. Yo, Kevin. Kevin. Kevin, you still there? Hmm? Kevin? Kevin? Did yeah, Ke- I'm still here. Hey, Kevin. Uh, hey, can, you and your, can you and your son go to the game tonight? We sure can. We're heading to Calgary here in about an hour. All right, you're going oh. to the game tonight. Oh. Stay on the line, pal. Thank you. No problem. Hang on the line. We'll get your details, all right? Again, uh, you, you have your son on. He's not nervous. Son Rowan comes on, kills it. Roly poly oly. That's a reference again, I get. I used to watch that show as a child. Again, it was right I, in my alley. Pander to me. I love again, that. I'm not. I'm not. I'm not super big into like you know. Because uh, here's another one of my takes: children can't sing before the age of 14. They all suck. <laughs> but like when you have your son, when you have your son on, 
And it comes on right away and, and super confident and it's very conversational. I have to give you the tickets. Wasn't the best one, mm-hmm. but I, I like the cut of the I like the cut I, of Rowan's gym. I just so they win the tickets. I just hope that this dissuades him from working in radio rather yeah. than But let, let me lay some ground rules down for the show moving forward. Mm-hmm. If we give tickets away from the phone line, you will never win the tickets now if you put your son or daughter on the on the line. Yeah, that was a one-time this thing. This is one-time deal. Just a one this time. This is it. I'm, I'm not going to get roped into that again. It's only going to happen once, and it happened today to Kevin, who's going to see the Flames and Kings tonight down at the Dome Lower Bowl. Listen, it's not... Uh, yeah, I'm right there with you. I'm. It's, it's pandering. It'll yep. work sometimes. Yep. But we got to put our foot down. Yeah, we got to have some ethics here, George. Yep, some something to stand for. Uh, a couple more here: Richard and Evanston, uh, the highway pad stackery. It's not bad. That's not bad. Aaron, it would have made more sense if it was against the Oilers because they just play up the highway. But okay. I like it. Uh, Aaron, uh, the oscillator, like a sprinkler. That's pretty good too. Aaron, the oscillator. Okay, mm-hmm, that's not mm-hmm, bad. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, Gabe in Calgary, the Markstrom should have been called the barrel roll. Like the last lane to make a save like that was Rito Barra. That's, Obera, that's a deep that's cut. That's going back Oof. right now. Uh, Stackholm Syndrome. Whoa, that's really good. Yeah. Oh, man. Hayes crushing it. Um, Who had that? Like, that was Hayes. See, this is the key here, guys, and something that I do want to mention because this is how Hayes well, got kind of That's really good. So I'm going to give you a little insider tip if you're a texter. If you're adding your name and location... Try and put it all in one text because your texts all stack on top of each other. So if you put your great text in like Stackholm syndrome and then you send a separate text that just says Hayes from Calgary, all we see is Hayes from Calgary unless we go in and open up the text and we get like 10 of them. Yeah. Well, that's really good. So I'm just I'm just a little bit of a tip. If you're going to add your name and location, make sure it's all in yeah. one message because yeah. I know we love to do the little two words and you fire four straight messages at a buddy. Keep it all in one if you're texting 960-960. It'll help you because we miss Stackholm Syndrome. That's a really good one. Uh, we'll, we'll share that with Rick Ball at the top of the hour straight ahead. Uh, really quickly here, we got a couple things to get to before the break. Um, NFL Big Bets brought to you by Sports Select. Sports Select has more sports leagues and for limited time, better odds and over-under and point spread. Build your ticket at sportselect.com. What did I tell you? What did I tell the listeners on Thursday when we did this? Fade, Fade George. Me. Fade hey, George. I was horrendous this week. What was I one in five? Correct. And you guys were? I was one in five. Okay, yeah. You suck too, Patty, like I do. Three and three. What's the standings overall now, Patrick Dumont? Matt has tied me at 20 and 17, I believe. 2016. What's my 2016. horrendous record? 14-22. Oh, boy. I told you I've been awful this season. In I can't red. pick anything. I've been taking a bath in the National Football League. Um, I'm going to lose more money betting on the World Cup, and that's starting next week. Canada kicks off their campaign against Belgium on uh, Wednesday, November 23rd. Uh, There's going to be a lot of people watching these games who maybe aren't really familiar with the beautiful game and some of the terminology. So uh, we had our pal Tommy Wielden Jr., manager of Cavalry FCN, on Friday to to help you out, uh, to, to record some spots for you here, to help you out with... Soccer, the beautiful game. So when you hear it on the mm-hmm. broadcast in those beautiful English accents, yeah. y- you'll know what the hell we're talking about. So we, we kind of figured out this segment. We're going to play one a day here for the remainder of the week, and Tommy's going to join us in studio Friday. We're going to have a draft on teams. Uh, we're going to break down Canada's group, everything Canada soccer to on Friday. But uh, it's uh, soccer simplified for soccer simpletons, and our soccer simpleton is our very own Matty Rose, 
who's really not that much into the beautiful game, but the, some of the terminology he wanted to, to lay down with, with Tommy Wielden. Here's episode 105 of Soccer Simplified for Soccer Simpletons. With the World Cup just around the corner, do you need some help understanding the beautiful game? Well, you're in luck. It's now time for Soccer Simplified for Soccer Simpletons with our resident footy expert, Tommy Wielden Jr. Oh, and our very own Soccer Simpleton, Matt Rose. And I'm very confused about how a lot of this stuff works, so I was wondering if I could ask you just a few questions. Fire away, Mike. All right, all right. Well, let's start with this one. Um, I keep hearing that. Actually, I heard this on Ted Lasso, so this is where this one comes in. Park the bus. Um, (laughs) Wouldn't it make sense to park the bus before the match, especially with gas prices these days, rather than to have it driving around the stadium for the entirety of the match? I don't understand the term. It's uh, yeah, great term. I think it was um, it was framed out of Jose Mourinho, the Portuguese coach. that's uh, that's won a lot, but he he specifically focuses a lot on the defending side of the game. And mm. when you park the bus, I think someone had referenced that you know he'd park the team bus in front of the goal. So it just became, you know, everybody that's on that seat is sat in front of their goal, defending like their lives depend on it, and then they're able to hit you on the counter attack. So if you hear that term, it just certainly means that. You know, they're trying to make it hard for you to score and, and create this low block in front of the net. So if I got a lead, we park the bus, and then we get the win and we go home? If if you like to play that way, that's never been my favorite way as, as, as a coach. So a way that an underdog can maybe try and come away with a victory. Yeah, yeah, and it, 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 it can work, especially if you've got pace in the attack that you can hit the space that they leave. Yeah, sure. Okay, there. The more you know. The more you know. There you go. I like it. Uh, we learned what park the bus means today. And uh, Jose Mourinho, um, who coined the phrase, uh, also gave himself uh, a nickname. Oh, good. I love when people give themselves uh, nicknames. The special one. Oh, that's really good, too. That's, yeah. No ego involved in that No, whatsoever. that's, yeah, no hero complex for sure. Uh, Definitely not. Great job with that. We'll do another edition tomorrow. I just like to learn. And and frankly, is there anybody better to learn from than Tommy Wilden Jr.? I don't think so. And by the way, a beautiful head of hair on that gentleman as well. Great. Good looking man. Yeah, he is. He's a handsome gentleman. Yeah, He'll be you get lost in his eyes a little bit. You just sitting here doing that. <laughs> okay, I get it, man. Sorry, all right. Oh, Dial it back a little bit. Throw the break, I get quick. It. Uh, He's good looking. I get this it. This parachute is full of coloring. <laughs> Rick Ball, NHL on Sportsnet play by play. And Daryl Evans, former NHLer, LA Kings radio analyst, going to join us at 8 30. Tons on the flame snapping their skids Saturday night. One more hour to go. Big show. Russell and Rose. Sports at 960. The fan.